what is up guys and welcome to another episode of get in the mud we are so excited to talk to you guys today about meditation all things meditation this i know for me has been and was the number one thing that just shifted so much in my life it's one presence but that coming through meditation and realizing how much is exactly in the in the eye of the mind. How much are we really perceiving through the lens of what we think is happening versus what is actually happening in reality at hand, right? And what that even means. How do we even dive into those spaces? So often we have to just slow down, get present, see what's actually going on. And that's what mindfulness and, and meditation kind of is. So we're talking all things meditation today. I'm super excited. It was an absolute game changer for me. Absolutely. Just the stillness of it. Just the idea of having these moments on a daily basis for me is a must now, morning and night. Uh, I love starting my day in a space of just bringing myself back home to myself. I know it sounds kind of easy and kind of basic, but it's changed my entire day. Just starting with that intentional space of, okay, this is time for me. And what is, where am I at? What is going on with me this morning? And then doing the exact same thing in evening. I was absolutely terrified of meditating in the beginning. I thought I would never, ever be able to sit still for more than five (laughs) minutes. Even five minutes was insane for me. It was just too much. My mind kept racing and I had no idea what meditation was, let alone what it could be. And hopefully with this episode, we will be able to share a whole bunch of information and give you the incentive to at least try meditation for yourself in a way that feels in alignment with what you really need and what you seem or feel like you're capable of in this present time. And if you have been meditating for years, then this episode can also be beneficial because I love talking about this stuff. I love sharing my go-tos. I love uh, talking to Lacia or anybody else about how do you get to that space where everything is possible, where everything feels expansive. And when you feel like you've come home. So please, if this in any way, shape or form resonates with you, this episode is for you. And I think you will find that it is true. Meditation in these crazy times is an absolute must. And there's always something for everybody if you're willing to be available to learn a little bit more about it. And it also leads perfectly into something that we are so excited to talk about, which is our group collective, the Muddy Collective. It is a conscious base of people choosing to slow down and be present and to um, this community that we're building. Our first offering is going to be called Messy and Mindful which is all stemming into on Monday nights at 7.30 Eastern Standard Time. If you're interested, shoot us a message on Instagram. Uh, We'll have all of this here sorted out shortly when it comes to easier ways for you to sign up. But when it comes to messy and mindful, it's creating a space to just slow down and be connected, be present, using mindfulness techniques, grounding techniques, other things as well, and just creating a space together that we can show up in life and in these skills together and benefit from each other's learning and not just from what we might get in a solo practice or things like that. But how do we really cultivate these things in a day-to-day life and how do we create a container where people find rest? So if you are interested in that, every Monday night, we're going to be doing that and starting on November 28th. And we are so excited, so, so, so excited to offer it because it has been something that has absolutely transformed both of our lives And we know it will transform yours as well. So without further ado, let's hop into today's episode. All right. So today, today we're talking all things meditation and all of the goodness that comes with meditation. I'm so excited for this episode. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. This is like the game changer (laughs) for me. 
There's so much to say. We gotta, okay, so we gotta be say, good. We gotta yes, be good. We are Can't talking talk for five hours. Okay. But we can do yes. this. I believe no. in us. No. All right. Meditation. How did you get into meditation? I tried when I was maybe in my 20s. So way back, like 30 years ago. Um, 20, 20, sorry. 20 some odd some years ago. And it was kind of, I, I probably read a book and felt like this makes so much sense. Okay, yeah, I need to do that. I'm a stressed out <laughs> person like since ever. So it made sense. And um, I honestly had no qualms about it. It felt like I'll be able to do this, no problem. And when I sat down, actually, first off, I was pre- procrastinating for weeks, weeks on end. I read the book. I am going to do it, not doing it. Uh, and then getting just attached on, okay, I need a nook and I need the cushion and I need the perfect this. So procrastinating in any way, shape or form that I could. And I, when I tried it, I hated it. I hated every <laughs> single second of it. It was insane. I remember thinking, it felt like torture. I remember thinking, whatever I was promised I got gypped. that meditation <laughs> would be, it was the act, absolute opposite. Like whatever thoughts that were bouncing around in my head are now tenfold. I hear them much louder than they that I was before, and it would. It, it, I don't know. I was. It was right. not terrifying. Like I'm. It's not terrifying, but I didn't want to be in that space. I did not want to be in that space. So after maybe ten minutes, I was done and figured, okay, well. This didn't go as smoothly as I thought. Maybe it's the song. Maybe it's the cushion I don't have. Maybe, and and then I tried again, same, same. And I didn't meditate, try to meditate, read about meditation for at least a decade, at least afterwards. Thinking, oh, it's just not for me. And meeting people that resonated with that told Mm. me, oh, it's not for me either. So I remember thinking, oh, well, so I'm too stressed to, yeah, exactly. I, it would help, but my brain isn't such, can't sit still. Like I yeah. can't sit still and feeling the shame, feeling like it, it was just even worse. It, it was just absolutely worse. And I started opening myself up to the possibility again, quite recently with a Ooh. Joe Dispenza book. And honestly, I don't know what got me to the book, probably a YouTube video or something. And I remember thinking, yeah, he's different. There's something about his voice, but there's something about um, having him lead me Mm. into that space that I feel a lot safer and that I feel like there's a- There's a direction. Yeah. To it. I don't feel like a void. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I mean, in the span of maybe two weeks, I could sit still for half wow. an hour, no problem. And and I remember thinking, I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened. I went from two minutes, I want to gouge right. my eyes oh, that's out, so real. Maybe 30 minutes and I'm fine. So that's how, but it was out of this desperation. Like I was really in a dark space and I remember thinking, yeah, something's gotta give something. I need to try this or something else because I'm actually scared of how um, how deep this right. goes, like how, you know, mm-hmm. desperate and sad and angry, right. angry that I am. And it worked wonders and I haven't been, I haven't shut that up. About I so resonate with that. Oh my gosh. In 2020. So yeah. I grew up in a very like legalistic Christian setting. So anything spiritual Mm -hmm. god forbid you looked at a crystal like whoo it's not like god made the crystal oh my gosh like we couldn't have Mm. i mean i remember growing up in the 90s where like pokemon cards were the devil right like you couldn't like literally oh my gosh the people who made pokemon were these awful devil worshipers and there was just things that were so considered spiritual that they were mm-hmm. that's why I have that passion I have when it when it comes to really looking at God and the complexity of all things because God is all things right God is love yeah. love is like yeah. it's so much bigger than like whatever little boxes we think we like to put God in 
And so I didn't, but of course, yeah. growing up, like, you don't know that, right? You're just being told this is what it is. And this is how, you know, this is what you don't do. You never invite any spirit. You never invite anything other than the Holy Spirit. And like, you didn't, you didn't do anything mm. that was anything somewhat like Eastern or woo woo or in any way. And so even like yoga, okay. I remember people talking about yoga being like the positions of yoga were like worship position or things that like were towards Egyptian gods or other things that are like never knew any validity mm. in that or if that was true in any sense of the word but again I just thought those were things that I heard so I never really invested mm-hmm. in like figuring out because there was fear around it mm. there was so much fear around the unknown mm. of spirituality in any way which is funny because God is spiritual yeah. like God is kind of spirit that's, that's kind of where, yeah that's that, kind of my hiccup yeah he's like low-key <laughs> it's, a, it's a i have some some questions <laughs> but um literally so i it wasn't until again my deepest darkest pits of 2020 i was yeah. quite literally so i had came across i was deconstructing my faith totally where it was during the mm. whole civil rights black lives matter um covid world on fire seeing people suffering and seeing the people that I Mm. grew up doing humanitarian aid and mission trips with reacting to that suffering, more concerned about the organization and where the money was going instead of looking at these Mm. people that are begging to be seen. Like all of those are details, but do we see the people sobbing and just begging for the fact Mm. that their husband, their father, their their son has just been murdered with no, like no regard. And then in general, there were so many things that just were so hurtful to see as a reaction. I remember even Mm. having worked and lived in a Dominican, in the Dominican Republic, which is a black country, right? Like it's got roots from Africa, right? Haiti. It's literally like, let's be honest about the roots, right? There would be people that came Mm -hmm. down and I'll always remember one Southern Baptist church that the dad threatened to send the daughter home early because she got too blow too close to the, that N word boy. And I remember Mm. going, Whoa, like we are not on the same page. These are humans. Like we are, there's so much Mm. we can get into with that. But I was so hurt by what I was seeing and how the lack of regard one Mm. and just the, the, how politicized everything went and just like you're missing the point and that's funny too because that's when god showed up more than i'd ever experienced in my life for me in my own heart was when i was seeing the contrast Mm. and i wasn't just blindly following the things but that in that moment there was a verse or verses that came up to me that were um the verses of you know seeing the log or the speck in your brother's eye and the log in your own. It's basically saying you're more focused on the little speck in his eye that you're not seeing. You have a whole log in yours Um, or like the comparison in um, like religiousness. And didn't we do all of these things in your name? And didn't we cast out demons and perform miracles and all this stuff, right? Like performance. Yeah. And the response was flee from like, go from me. I never knew you. And that to me was like, Mm. God, it made, it was audible where he said, you're just seeing the Pharisees and there's always been a lot of them. And I went, Whoa, like those were the religious closed minded, Mm. not, not like, that's the reason why parables were parables because the people who understood understood, but to everybody else, they were just a silly story. Right. So it was like, if you understood that it's about people, these are my babies these are my children this is my creation Mm. this is my heart expressed right like I couldn't wrap my mind around it and so I felt so much resentment towards the church in that season Mm. and it was the hardest season of my life I wanted to be able to like reach out to God but I knew there had like I knew I had experienced God so I was going there has to be like this can't be it right this can't be it so I started getting really into I, I came across Ram Dass because of Mark Groves and him quoting Ram Dass. Mm. And once I started 
listening to his stuff from like the 70s and eight. Oh my gosh. That like if he pierced my heart and just said so many things in ways where I went, yeah. whoa, this is powerful for oh, me. I love him. And yeah. he was he was mm-hmm. always a huge advocate for meditation. So I was very similar. 2020, one of the best decisions I ever did was decide to say, screw it. Whoever decided what living room furniture was versus all the other furniture. I'm putting a hammock in the middle of my living room because life is hard. <laughs> I mounted a hammock <laughs> on both sides of my walls and said, I don't care. People like it was the best That's thing so I ever cool. did. So quite literally, I spent yeah. most of 2020 smoking and in a hammock, which was needed <laughs> to just get through that season. But um, that actually, even that was a tool for me because it was slowing down my mind enough that I could actually see what was happening. So I started meditating and I just went, whoa, there's so many weird things happening up there. Like (laughs) there's just all types of stuff going Mm, on and I don't know what to do with it. And it felt Mm -hmm. like I had in so many ways, I had really invested in learning about self-help and like all these things, but I didn't have the spiritual backing because I was so resentful towards all the things. And so it was like, I had all these tools, but I didn't have the surrender and the release and the, the trust and the things that like, that I really feel were needed for me to heal. Right. And like, get back to a sense of childlikeness. And I always refer to healing as like Mm. returning back to childlikeness for me. That's been just the closest thing I can identify to it after working with kids. And so once I started trying to meditate, I felt so overwhelmed by how out of control my thoughts were because I was still yeah. resonating that my yeah. thoughts were who I was. I couldn't distinguish like, yeah. oh, those are just thoughts. And so as I continued learning, once I started um, learning more about the body and like, oh, wait, you have that's like 70 plus thousand thoughts every day. And all of those thoughts, 95% yeah. of them are the exact same ones from the day before. <laughs> Have you ever thought about robbing a bank? You probably won't. But if you thought about it like that, that doesn't mean <laughs> anything. It's data and it's your body trying to yeah. Yeah. enforce what it knows. And so reality of my life was awful. Like my life was on a loop mm-hmm. in my head then. And I couldn't get it to stop. And so instead of it being a place of like, this is data to, to inform me of where I'm at, it was data to torture me. I felt like I was being tormented by my thoughts. That year I had the worst Mm. intrusive thoughts. I was also holding on to like secrets and things like regret, like just stuff that was, that I knew was impacting my relationships and knew that like, I just had so much shame that I had no place to bring it. And I, yeah. I've always thought like, oh, if I showed people the fullness of who I was, they would leave, they wouldn't love me. And so then it was like all these things together where, yeah, your thoughts are awful and you're awful. So everybody hates you. So like, welcome to stillness. And I was like, wait, yeah. well, I don't like this. This is awful. I don't, <laughs> this is not, why do people do this for fun? Um, yeah. Why and do so people honestly, do this? Yeah. it wasn't, exactly. it wasn't exactly. until I, one was a thousand percent honest about my reality with all the people that I needed to be honest with. I used growing up. I hate the fact like now one of my MOs in life is like radical authenticity and radical honesty. It's like, if I think it, if I feel it in a tactful appropriate way, right. There's a time and a place, but I'm going to be honest. And I, I need to be honest even when I'm scared to be honest, because for so long, lying was a way to avoid a reaction which the reaction was actually was just a mirror to me like I needed that reaction to get to where I actually wanted to go but I would morph and people please and chameleon and do all the things that lying became so easy and it I didn't value how much lying hurts people and it breaks relationships and it destroys things like it's it erodes you like it broke me in a way that I had so many thoughts around just keeping up with the lies, right? So once I was fully honest, it literally felt like I had a 50 pound weight off of my shoulders of like, oh, I can breathe, right? Like this is, it. I'm no longer being tormented by these thoughts in that way. But then 
I still just didn't feel I had any stability or a sense of groundedness to actually meditate in a way, like you said, sitting down in the same position, doing whatever. I had to be, I found moments of stillness, but it never looked like what I thought meditation was. So it wasn't until I realized like, oh, meditation is the quieting of the mind. How do I, as somebody who my ex-husband used to refer to me as a ping pong ball, how do I do that? (laughs) Considering the fact I probably can't sit still for much longer than like two seconds before I'm like, oh, shiny, right? Like that's just the way my brain is set up. So I found ways to to quiet my mind in nature. So I fell in love with nature in 2020 because I had no other choice. I was quite literally stuck at home by myself for eight months. And it was, it was in, in every way I needed that, but it was torture too. It was just so isolating. And so nature, I actually was present for the first time and seeing the seasons change and like going, Oh, I walked by that same leaf Mm. yesterday and it's bigger, you know, like, Oh, wow. Like, this is so cool. And I just became observant to nature, to seasons, to the beauty of nature, to how much better I felt when I was in nature regularly. And that became meditation for me. I got really into walking. I would take walks all the time. I still do. I like, I quite literally just walk everywhere Mm -hmm. all the time. If it's up to me. Um, all the kids yeah. I work with too, I always joke. I'm like, kids are like little, <laughs> they're like dogs. You just got to walk them out. Like just take them on a walk, just do something, <laughs> get them out, reset. It's, it's a good yeah. reset for everybody. Just take yeah. them on a walk, come back and they're a different person. And that was the same for me. So it wasn't until I started realizing meditation is whatever I choose to make it. And it's not, it doesn't have to yeah. be, um, you know, like cookie cutter eyes closed, no sitting in full silence, which yes, there is benefits to that too, of course. And I think now I'm much more equipped for that. Oh my gosh. I eat up silence. Like give me stillness. I love it. I literally just sat all day on Saturday, like looking at trees and just listening to crickets and my, like, I couldn't be happier, but that took so long for that to happen. And dance became meditation for me. Anything that connects me back to me and connects me back to like, what is actually going on with you? Um, there's so many different things that I just went, those are time in the car, just quietness in the car. That was meditation time for me. Yeah. And I didn't think of it like that. I always felt shame and guilt. Like you said, of like, I'm not doing it right. (laughs) Says who are you getting the benefits of just, yeah, I wasn't doing it at all because of that. Any stillness is better than no stillness. (laughs) Right. So especially when your brain is just going, 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 but no meditation has been, yeah an interesting journey for me to say the least. And I, I also, I'm, I'm, yeah. I can't, I have to have every single day something for my mind that feeds my mind, something for my body that where I can move yeah. and express into that stems into, I feel like overall mental health and in meditation and things like that. If we are slowing down, but we don't have a way to release and express, then it's just looping. Right. So it's like, if we're not communicating what we feel, if we're not communicating it via a journal, it doesn't have to be to a person. I voice note all the time to myself. And it's, Mm -hmm. it's so powerful because it's like little love notes to me or encouragement or like, don't forget this moment and never do this again. Right. Like, or just brain dumping. Like I did a brain dump today on visualization and meditation of just like 20 minutes of me just going like, this is what is coming up for me. And so having a way to release. Yeah. And to feel both on a, on a biology cognitive level, like your body's going, okay, it's stored somewhere. It's safe. I don't have to carry it anymore. It gives immediate relief. Yeah. Like then we know that to be true. So once I found ways to like via exercise, exercise is release. And there would be moments where like when I would do yoga, fell in love with yoga. Oh my gosh. Love me some good yoga. Um, that I would just yeah. have flashbacks and memories that were like on the cusp of just like waiting for the right stillness or the right time. Mm. They're just like, please look at this. Right. Yeah. And became immediate yeah. opportunity yeah. for reframe. Um, so yeah, meditation is, I, I feel like it's such a complex yet simple thing. It has to be simple, whatever simple is to you. But I mean, it, at least to start with, 
it has to be simple. And you're right, driving some of the best oh, illness yeah. that I've reached was while driving or taking oh my a gosh, shower. showers, whatever thing that you're doing that you keep downloading sweet nuggets of information, like information that helps you in exactly the jam that you've been in for, let's say two hours or the exact idea that you need for whatever project or um, just a reminder to call somebody that you love that you haven't thought right. of for the longest time that just happens to, oh, I really needed that call. Yeah. Like those moments, yeah. you're getting the, the information because you're still, it has to be. So whatever you're doing that this occurs because it happens with everybody, try calling that meditation. Start right. with that. Like don't necessarily add something to your life, especially if you're super busy and you have that that kind of excuse mentality that we that we all oh, understand. Yeah. <laughs> because the thing is, Took look, us years. I, I, I don't have the right. time, right? <laughs> but at the same time, you know, the saying is true. If you don't have the time, then it's really, really, really a good idea that you stop oh, for a yeah. sec and meditate. You're supposed to have at least five minutes a day to yourself. And that was after reading Michael Singer's book, The Unfettered Soul, that, that voice that keeps narrating everything, everything when you were living, like I had no idea it was chatting. Right. It was this chatter in my mind all the time before I meditated. Right. So even if I was reading the books, even if I was in training, even all the things, learning, active listening, mm -hmm. and I mean, like we're talking about this before you actually stop yourself and listen and get getting that perspective of just stepping outside of yourself a bit to realize first, yeah, I'm not those thoughts. I'm not that voice. Um, I'm not that identity at all. You don't get to really understand and know this to be true before some sort of inner work of just quieting yourself, quieting the mind and just listening, right. hearing, feeling your way through a moment, it, even if it's just a right. moment. And once you tap into that, then it's set. I mean, then right. there, it doesn't even like I meditate every single day. It's not even there are some things in my routine because now to keep my head above water, I mean, if anybody's gone through any type of trauma, is doing any type of serious healing work, you like you probably have a routine down, like I have no choice. There are things that like, yes, I like to walk on a daily basis. I can skip one walk. It, it doesn't completely shift my entire mood. Meditation, I don't, I can't right. skip. I just, I cannot skip. It's, it's a priority. I have to at least meditate twice a day. And as I said, just to keep myself above right. water, just to keep myself functional and not completely intertwined mm. in that thought, in that thought loop. Yeah. Yes. And because it's always, you're always thinking of something that you know, let alone that it's just about always negative or at least not helpful. Right. It's all ego. Least, half it's not helpful. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But it's stuff that you've already like the not right. enough, not feeling enough. I've heard like I've I'm yeah, I'm I'm trained now in that just that one loop. Right. I keep hearing that over and over again. Without that perspective, you'll start to feel like you're right. not enough. Right. You're too close yep. to it. Oh it's my gosh. Just, it's noise. So and so that's kind of I don't know when somebody tells me because the thing is I think we can help somebody at least try to meditate or try to meditate again if they haven't it didn't work because we hated it for oh, at yeah. least a while <laughs> like I get it the people that are like no I was three years old and I was meditating it's like just amazing how does it feel to be God's favorite exactly like how does it feel to be God's favorite amazing but you wouldn't have helped me back right. then because for you, it's just obvious. It's easy. You're in the Lotus for an hour and you're good. So, okay, great. Perhaps your volume, like that noise isn't as high as mine right. or you're, you know, you're, you're I don't well, know. I also think <laughs> you're so superior. Like our own realities. But for me, was like, we have to be honest about like what we lived through to before we got to that point. Like, 
that was all in our nervous system. That was all in our belief systems. Like I already had such a deep rooted shame for as long as I could remember. And like you said, I love that you brought that up of like, you're too close to it. You couldn't see it. I thought that's who I was. I thought my environment being what it was, was a hundred percent a reflection of me because I was in a hundred percent egocentric survival. Like our survival makes us selfish and we don't realize it that we're always, our body is trying to keep us safe. So like everything outside of us that isn't a priority isn't a priority. So it's like, I think for, for my reality was too going, okay, I'm being now just constantly looped back these thoughts that I've been avoiding for so long. And I used alcohol and I use men and I use this and I use that for a validation to a run from like to escape that. And so why am I actively choosing to like be in it? That's not (laughs) fun. Like I'm going into the pits of my hell, you know? And so it, it wasn't until one, I recognized that never is who we are, that there's such a deep purpose and essence and beauty and uniqueness and just all the things that each and every person has in some capacity. And I never knew that about myself. I literally thought I had no skills. And I'm not kidding. People always saw me and like would speak to certain things because I appeared to be confident. But when you would ask me, like, what do you like to do? What are your hobbies? I had no idea because that was not a priority in the scheme of my life, the reality of my life. I didn't have time to care about what I liked. Like I started working young because we needed money, like that type of stuff where it's like, I just, my life was not that. So like, why would I, In my head, I really didn't feel any value or any, let alone innate value, like everything that I asked for innately in so many ways wasn't being met. So it was all internalized and just these belief systems of being able to see that I I fully believe whatever we cannot face, we cannot heal. And it has to be absolutely in, in honesty and in truth whatever we are too scared to approach and with so much compassion and so much grace, I say that because it has to come in layers. It has to come in layers for the longest time. Like I think I would be solid and then a new layer would come and it would be like, Oh God, like I, now I'm back to (laughs) feeling like I'm in a pit somewhere for a few. And now, you know, now Mm -hmm. it's, it's an hour or two and it's not, three years right or however long or 40 pounds or something that was Mm, more significant in that way because I was I'm able to catch it and I'm able to say whoa 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 reframe like immediate reframe I quite literally tell certain thoughts to go to hell like out loud 100% because I catch myself speaking to myself in a way that I do not want I wouldn't talk to anybody I love that way yeah. So why in the world am I allowing a loop? Who told me that? Who, where did I learn mm, that? Yeah. Like really yeah, challenge, challenge it yeah. because mm-hmm. you are not that yeah. you, that has no yeah. power. It has nothing other than the consent that we give it in that power. So when I feel small and I'm going, I just, my life is awful. And I'm in my pity, my <laughs> pity holes. Right. Yeah. I, yeah. I have to be honest about the layers need to be slow. They need to be gradual because Mm -hmm. if it all came up, I would be totally overwhelmed. I couldn't do it. So it's like, I think it's so, it's scary to feel like out of control in your mind, but you're not because that's not your mind. Like that's not you, right? Like that's just a machine. Mm -hmm. And once I started thinking about the separation between our physical body and the spirit and the, like the personhood of who we are, you see it in children, mm-hmm. you see it um, in all the ways, like throughout life, if we're aware enough, right. If we have the presence yeah. of mind to look at the leaf and look at the, the things forming and growing and changing, it's like, it feels scary, but everything is out of control. Like it's all out of control. It's none of it's in our control, but what is in our control is our response to it. So if my thoughts are saying something that in my body about me feels like some trash and I don't like the way that I feel in my life, it is my responsibility Mm -hmm. to say, whoa, 
pause, write it down, yeah. think about it, digest what, like, where did that come from? Where did I hear that? In ways that do challenge it and taking that power back and saying, no, if I would not allow somebody to speak to me, which in the past, I would have allowed somebody to speak to me that way because no, I, I was yeah. spoken to. That was the baseline, right? So it's like, yeah, that wasn't uncommon. I was recreating the narrative that was spoken over me for so long and the criticisms and the abusive relationships and and all of the things that like that was my inner voice. And I, Mark Grove says this, but our words create our world. He said this a thousand times that stuck with me. Once I started really recognizing the words that I speak about myself, the words I speak about my environment, the words that I speak about others creates a world. So when I am investing in a positive sense and not even like toxic positivity, none of that, but like really going, no, I'm actively choosing this yeah. i am choosing yeah. to be authentic yeah. in my pain and validate my feelings mm. while still telling myself the truth because it has to be both it yeah. can't just be this yeah. frilly woo woo you know i everything is wonderful and no it does not feel wonderful all the yeah. time it doesn't no. feel no. wonderful no, exactly. and there's such a cognitive dissonance and a dissonance within our body when we realize like I'm telling myself I should be, because that's what that is. It's just a narrative of should. I should be happy all the time. I shouldn't be struggling this way. I should, 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 should. I'm not doing enough. It has nothing to do with doing. It's your being. It's the beingness, you know, it's the innate Mm -hmm. you-ness and getting plugged back into that versus like when that voice has been shut up for so long, it feels like you're saying, like you're, the image I get is like you're in a new space that you don't know and it's dark and there's stuff everywhere. And you're just like bumping into all this yeah. stuff and you're like trying to get yeah. to some place that you just can't see and you can't reach and there's sharp things and there's this and it's like looking for peace. Anything, yeah. like just something. <laughs> they there's said there was peace in somewhere. Here, but it's really dark and twisty and I keep hitting my toes. Mine is really hidden. <laughs> I, I bump my toes like five times. I don't like it here. You know, it's scary. I want a nightlight. And honestly, it's like those, Um, once we realize how much peace we can have by our own creation, like we are creators, but I think I create emotions in response to like what comes first. If we really think about it, I've thought about that all the time. Like what comes first? Is it the emotion? Is it the thought? And I know there's the, it's the thought hundred percent, right? Because think about like if, Let's be honest. We've all done it. Creeping on some exes, right? I'll get, and I'm like, I want to see what you're doing. Is she ugly? No, just like not to be petty, but it's my ego and it's my insecurity. So I'll like, I'll, you know, creep on some stuff here and there. Yeah. The ego is petty. petty Yeah. Yeah. Big P. Um, They're babies. Oh yeah. yeah. Babies. Yes. But so there's been many times where like, I'll go, oh, just look, it's no big deal. And then the second I look, it's like, oh, gut punch. Yeah. I hate, why did I do this? And then I'm stuck in a loop. And then it's just shame. Like, why did I say like just so many things that if I had recognized and made a different choice, I would have never felt the way that I felt. And the same thing goes for positive emotions. It's so easy to think about that in regards to negative things and like feeling like we have to withhold ourselves from certain things, but like you have to create the things that you want. And if you're not creating them, they don't magically happen. Like you have to invest. Mm. If I want a plant and I'm never going to water the plant or I'm never going to put it in like a seed in the ground, I'm probably not going to have a plant, right? Like I have to invest and nurture and water and- (laughs) trim and treat the bugs and do the things right like it's it's an active yeah. choice it's not this like this is just the way i am this is the way you've had mm-hmm. to be do you like that do you feel good in your life in that way and if you don't it is mm. your responsibility to begin challenging those things you know yeah because the peace is there i mean the the peace is the default Peace of mind, peace of body, peace of soul, spirit. It's the default. But you're right. It kind of feels, Don Dapani is uh, a guy that I follow. He he used to be a monk, I think, for like 13 years or something. Like just, mm, he knows what he's talking about. And uh, he, I I took his course on focus. And I will redo that course over and over again, because goodness gracious. And 
basically he says a whole bunch of things, but as if our minds were kind of like this castle. So when you were talking about those rooms or basically an attic and just trying to kind of walk through those boxes of crap, of absolute crap that you've been piling on for decades. So, I mean, it, it looks bad, it looks bad. Um, but the focus is your awareness mm. walking through that castle. Your awareness is where you have the control. Your awareness is going into that room named anger, let's say, or your awareness mm. is going into that room named sadness, where all the data of every single reason you could be sad right now is in that right. room. Now, happiness is a room and then there is and as i said the foundation of this castle is peace mm. so when there's nothing left or nothing there to be tripped over by there's peace you fall yeah. into that stillness you, you, you there's nothing to do there's nothing mm. to create really it's just the absolute this is basically getting out of your way and it's weird because as much as I feared it, it made so much sense for me to fear it, considering where I was coming right. from. But now, I mean, I get up in the morning way earlier than I used to, because that's another thing that helps me. Um, I can't wait to get to my couch. And I just, I do it right. on a couch with a blanket. Like, just, I don't, I don't care. There's no, like, I don't care what it looks right. like. I, don't, I do it anywhere. But I can't wait to get to my spot. I can't right. wait. Just and I've just woken up just because the idea of reconnecting to that. I mean, we were we we're gonna say stillness yeah. like 50 times that's in this totally episode, great. just because that's what yeah. it is. It feels like sitting back inside of yourself, incarnating back right. inside of yourself. It wouldn't make sense for me now to start a day without right. it. And Worse than that, when I hear of people, and I'm not, I'm really avoiding being preachy here. It's not about that. It really isn't. But if instead of that, what you're choosing is to go on your phone and go on your social media, the bombardment of all the stimuli, stimuli yes. everything that you're opening that door when you're still in theta, like it's just, you're absorbing everything all of that energy in without having actually grounded yourself before yeah. that i mean it can't not affect you it can't yeah. it can't and it we will think if you. we don't think about triggered. it it's not affecting us yeah. it's in there so much yeah. of it is a no conscious it, it, it is you, a yep. subconscious yep. it's in there whatever you take yep. it in it's it in is. there yep yeah and so i i i can't I can't now. It's way too noisy. I'm, I mean, pitch black going from my bedroom to like the office, right? Like it's a few steps and I plop myself down and I, I, I go inward. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, the other thing that when you were talking that I remember is I think when you're trying to meditate, that, that, that's a weird place to be. Like it really is because it's, it shouldn't be hard and it's not really something that you can try, but it's really something that you need to kind of bring to your conscience and make time for and plan. So it, it kind of has to be a trying period. Somebody that tells me I've never found a meditation that worked for me. Yeah. I think we believe the first thing you'll stumble on will work. You'll love it. There are so much, there's so much choices out there. And you need to give yourself that grace, but also, I mean, it's, I studied this stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, do you like when somebody's talking to you or not guided or not? Do you like music, loud music, not loud? It depends for me. If it's too loud in the morning, I, I feel yeah. like my claws come out, like there's no way, but sometimes I need more affirmations. Sometimes I need chakra work. Sometimes I need singing bowls. Right. I mean, visualization People, please, yes. on youtube it's free. oh yes spotify mm. hours and hours and hours i meditate with my headband while i sleep i've met people who tell me that's the only time i can meditate because i don't know that mm. i'm doing it as long as perfect. you're doing it yeah perfect pick whatever right. you want it can be hypnosis it could be a woman or a man or both right. or the pet like there are so much 
to be there's so much to be discovered but there's there's really i think a stigma not only that if if you do meditate maybe still you're seen as woohoo which is like now after everybody's COVID, woohoo like now let's be real years, we're like please, please be woohoo please, like, just, just go in go okay in word, please <laughs> check <really> yourself <laughs> and it's needed so let's so please but at the same time It'll take a little work. Right. It will take a little bit of research for you to click on something because once you do, then you're yeah. set. You won't like probably meditating with the exact same song, whatever it is, for five years. Oh, no. In any yeah. case, you'll have to switch it up. You'll have to, have, like, I have a whole list of mm. videos, a whole list, a whole playlist on Spotify, depending on my mood, depending on the time that I have. So many apps. I love Insight Timer. If it's not, it's calm. I mean, yeah. it's, there's just so many yep. apps. Look at the science too. Even if you're like more of a, this is a hard subject for people who are more logical or more conceptual, like yeah. not as open to the idea of anything spiritual or woo-woo or any of that, right? Or like even like innate value. We see it in children. Like children are the most inconvenient things that exist, right? Like- it is not True. easy <laughs> to have these little needy humans, like literally depending on everything from you. Right. But yet we have such yeah. a genuine love and nurturing and even people go, that's the oxygen, like that's your brain. That's this. So you don't kill them. Yeah. But, you, but thank God for that because they're hard. And so thank God for that. like realistically yep. looking yep. at the benefits of meditation and of stillness and why you should want to find something that works. Because there are so many benefits, you can't even begin to get into them. And it's there is something that is for everyone. And one thing that we discussed, you know, before the episode was, for me, I've always had the ability to see and speak into others, like just from a place of um, potential. And I realized for a long time, I dated people from that space because it was there. It was 100% there. They weren't choosing it. They weren't invested in it, but it was there. And so I had the ability to pour life into people in that way and through vision and through what I saw. And now when I meditate, I almost always have vision. I almost have, like I have such an, there's no other way to describe it other than having had experienced it. But there's a difference between like an awareness and uh, from a logical space versus a knowing and an oh, innate, yeah. like mm -hmm. inter intuitive yeah. knowing it's like you said, it just lands. And when it yeah. does, you just know, like you just, it's that. Yeah. And they were convinced. I remember yeah. when I was having this one, I was really at a crossroads of like figuring out what I wanted and like my future and my relationships and like, what are my values? What are my like baseline things that I need in order to expect to be met? But I yeah. was at a point where I really didn't know what I needed. And I let myself yeah. dream in meditation. And that's all it was, was <sighs> let me dream. And there has mm -hmm. to be a certain level of safety to dream within yourself, right? Like I yeah. never felt worthy of big things or like never felt worthy of safety or in general, anything that mm. felt expansive that was scary it was out of control yeah. Yeah, like yeah. i didn't want that yeah. i was the opposite i was trying to keep all the things under control but i it's the yeah. biggest paradox of all time myself small because yeah. it's yeah. when mm -hmm. we try to grip and control we actually are yeah. losing the very best that is only possible via surrender and release right so it's like the more yeah. we let go the more we receive the more we get the more we we are in alignment with that. And I know for me, like I was just at this crossroads going, what do I want? Like how, what does my heart mm. say? And I got this clear as day image of me on a back porch, slow dancing with a partner. Just the feeling that I had in my body of this exists for me. This is here somewhere. Cause I felt it. I've seen it. I know, I know <laughs> that that is like the, the, just the safety I felt of being in that person's arms of like, yeah. 
that this was home and that this was this was a good thing right like this is not something i fear in any way this is not something that makes me feel small this is like and that came in an instant it came Mm -hmm. in an instant and it was an image that i had that clarified so much in my life immediately and even in like yeah. when we were talking the other day and it was just in, you know, collaborating mm-hmm. and all the things we're hoping to build. And I just had this image of us going on stage and being behind stage, like, yeah. oh my God, I'm so nervous. I'm like, this is so scary. But we did it. And I looked at you and I just said, we yeah. did it. We're here. We did yeah. it. Right. Yeah. And that yeah. is something that even now I just have goosebumps saying because Mm-hmm. I know that that could not have happened without the stillness of mind, without yeah. intention and awareness and presence. Those are fundamental things. If we ever want to heal, we have to slow down long enough to like see what's bleeding. And if you think about it in regards exactly. to like yeah. a physical injury, right? Like if I'm telling yeah. you like, I'm totally fine. It's fine. Nothing hurts. It's fine. And everybody can see like yeah. I'm bleeding all over the place. And I refuse yeah. to ever stop long enough to look at like my physical injury. There's no yeah. chance I'm ever going to acknowledge it. I'm ever going to actually mm-hmm. do the things necessary to fix said injury, right? So it's like, well, you yeah. have to be willing to face what scares you. And that's why we need support. We need community. We need authenticity. We need people saying no, like, yeah, it's hard. Yeah, it's not easy to do it. And the beginning stages Mm. when you first start healing, I literally could only describe it as like feeling like I was hoping and had faith and vision and in a desire of my heart that nobody else could understand. But I knew after all the life of chaos that I had experienced, there had to be something else. Like I just knew that. And so I, there was bigger for me. I couldn't settle. I didn't want to do the regular every day, nine to five. Like it sucked the life out of me. And so in so many ways, I just had this like desire knowing it had to be here somewhere. And so I started jumping off these little baby cliffs, like one at a time. It was like jumping cliffs and going, oh God, I hope this. And then every time like (laughs) something would catch me and it was constant and it was always better. And it was always like, oh, wait, (laughs) hold on. I, nothing burned down. Like I'm alive. (laughs) Earth still spinning. Yeah. Nobody (laughs) is disowning me. And this is, but the opposite is the case that like you said, it's connecting back to you. It's connecting back yeah. to that higher version of you and that possibility outside of just these loops of conditioning and experience and ego and that are there for a reason. And I think I, for the longest time, was so resenting of that and I wanted to just shut yeah. that up, but that is yeah. protective. My body was always yeah. trying to protect me from a reality that wasn't safe. So how yeah. do I deal with that on a system level, right? Like my body was looping through constant reality. That yeah. was what that did happen. So what do I do with that? How do I make repairs? Just like if I'm in an argument with somebody and there needs to be a repair made, there has to be action to do that. Yeah. Like it doesn't, it's uncomfortable. Yeah. It feels weird. You got to own stuff. You mm-hmm. got to say what you feel, right? Like, but there has to yeah. be a repair made because if not, it's it's only going to slowly erode the connection to yourself. And what do I need yeah. to face in order to connect back to the truest connection, which is that, which is my connection to me, my connection to God, my connection to purpose, my connection to source, my connection to all the things, right? Yeah. To the earth, even like I was just in nature on Saturday going, I am part of this, like I am creating <laughs> I was just looking around at like the texture of the trees and the rocks and then hugging trees. And I just, I looked at my hands and I looked at my, and I just went, I have texture too. Like, and it's just like, you get that back. You get that awe and wonder and beauty when you're willing to invest in what it Mm. takes to actually get there. I can't, again, going back to all the analogies, I can't just say like, Hey, we're in a relationship. We have the best relationship ever without doing Mm -hmm. anything like you have to build you have to be soft with it and be gradual and and trust that like again it's not in our control thank goodness 
It's not. Mm -hmm. Their only thing that is in our control is our awareness and our responsibility to it, our ability to respond. How am I responding in my life? Am I running from it? Am I coping through it? Am I scared and in a hole and hiding? It's still there. And normally when you face it, it's those parts of you, like the inner child work that has been so transformative for me. Those are parts of me that just go, hey, am I safe? Hey, this really hurt and nobody ever acknowledged it. Hey, like, do you see me? Do you care? And how Mm -hmm. many times, like I spent all day on Saturday, just intentionally took myself out on a date just to love on me because I needed that from me. And like quite literally by the end of my time was like hugging myself and like gave myself a kiss on the arm and you're like just stuff and just constant because it, it was a true, genuine appreciation for the person that survived. And that after all of that is still here with the desire that she has. Right. And I can speak to that and celebrate that is who I am. All of those other things were again, Hey, this never got looked at. This never was dealt with. We don't feel safe in your life. How do we create safety? How do we reach repair within ourselves? Just like I would reach repair with anybody else. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Absolutely. And honestly, anybody that asks, what would you recommend to dot, dot, dot? So I want to lose weight like we did. I want to, there's a relationship that uh, is slowly imploding. I don't even know where to start. I know that I am responsible for parts of it, but like, I I just don't, I don't know. Uh, I've lost somebody that I love. I'm, I've just been diagnosed. Like no matter what it is, big or small, my answer, if I'm really trying to help you is slow down, slow down, slow down. You need to connect with your higher self. See it that way. If it's a little too scary to kind of hear me talk about the castle and just tripping on boxes. I mean, you know, if it's, if it's that, okay. But the idea is there is a part of you that is pure wisdom, that is pure intuition and pure knowing. And the idea, ideally, behind meditation is just connecting to that part with whatever question, whatever problem, whatever issue, whatever desire. So whatever that you think that you're lacking. Even just broad, be broad with it. If you don't know, yeah. be broad. Like, I, I really yeah. think we get so, I know that I say we, like, it's me, I'm we. Um, we, <laughs> we get stuck <laughs> in, oh, I don't know what I need right now. Oh, I don't know what that question is. All the time. And so instead of. I know I'm not good, but I don't know why. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Right. But how do I get to a different space? Allowing ourselves the space to be broad enough to and leave room for the mysteries that come up. Because we think we know, but we really don't. Like we think we, how often do we think we know what we want? And then we look back and go, God, thank God I didn't get what I wanted, right? And the Uh, same thing goes with like my number one prayer for the last three years of my life has been one word and it's been help. Like just help help me. I need help. I can't do this. Like I need wisdom. I need clarity. I need discernment. I I'm asking for it and I'm anticipating a response and I will wait however long necessary before I response. Yeah. I get that response. It might not Mm -hmm. be right then, but when it comes, I know I asked and then I go, Oh, and then it integrates in a totally different way. That helped me too. I don't remember, like I've, I was listening to you and I said, yeah, that really shifted something for me. I, I'm not a, I don't pray per se. So again, it's just this stigma. I'm, I'm not on my knees. Right. Uh, you know, I haven't been doing it since I've been a child and so forth, but we all pray. Like we all look up or not and ask for something. Well, meditation is where you get the answer. That's the biggest, again, it's all a freaking paradox. <laughs> it's all a paradox. It's always both. The answer is both. Yeah. But we, so many times when we go external, the most we need is actually coming from an internal space. 
I know, oh my gosh, I can immediately tell when I'm off. Like when I'm dysregulated, I'm like, I feel myself being like, am I good? Do you like me? Like, is this okay? (laughs) You know, and it's like, it feels fragile and it feels because it is dependent on somebody else's entire existence and their own space and their own perception and their own reality and their own twists and their own darkness and their own goodness and all of their stuff too, that I'm inviting into my interpretation of my reality. And then it's like, whoa, nobody else is going to understand me like me. Nobody else knows the pain of my heart like me. Nobody else knows the vision and they will never understand. They might try to and thank God for that, but they don't know because they shouldn't. It's not theirs. So we got to go inward. It kind of felt for me, I want everybody to try it. Mm. Like if, if we get that, if we get the idea of, wait a second, I don't know, I could maybe lose more weight by, like, I don't, I don't even, whatever you hooked on, like, yeah, it can help. So could you try, please, could you please try it? Just just try it. Slow down to speed up. Comment and say, no, I hated it. Are you kidding me? You guys are whack. We'll help (laughs) afterward. Exactly. We can help find resources too, because sometimes it's just not knowing. And so reach out to us and be like, Hey, by the way, I tried it and it's some bull. Like, I don't like it. It's, this is what came up for me. We can do something with that, but that's action. And we forward. can have, we can share our favorites right. and we can like, even just helping reframe, you, I, you know? Yeah. Because you and I, we're up for this. Like we're up for the research. We're up for the, for oh, okay, this. I'll listen to five hours of meditation before yes. I find something that I'm not barfing to. A lot of people won't. A lot of people won't. You know what? I think what saddens me the most is that everybody deserves this. Once you get it, once you get just how powerful it is and everything, of course you go back to it and it's kind of a no brainer. And I had that period of people maybe telling me, yeah, I don't like it and feeling like, fine, that's your loss. And just, that's it. But then it's sacred. It's just, you deserve this. You don't get it. Like you deserve this. Everything, it's like, hijacking your life and pouring ease into it yes so you can't tell me that you're not looking for ease like i don't care who you are i don't care how much flow you like you for sure would go for yeah yeah more ease for, for sure we're all saying just it's going way too fast we're all saying um these few years were just what was that like basically right. just what the hell I was still mentally am <laughs> so... in like 2019 right now oh god my god like 2023 is... uh, i don't want to talk about it me? i'm not ready you... i can't like it's just oh my god i'm a completely different person yeah that's the first thing which is Thank great but that. at the same right. time oh my god yeah like, and it's just gonna speed up like it's not yeah it's going this we gotta quickly, slow down right? so we can speed up that's my motto. I tell to. that to kids all the time. Slow down. Check your yeah. body. Slow down so you can speed yeah. up because yeah. you're not doing you it are, right now. Yeah. Whatever this is needs to stop. <laughs> it's yeah. not it. This is the opposite. This is not going to is... be functional in the space that you need to be in right now, which is normally not speeding oh. up in that moment. Oh, this is so good. Thank you guys so much for taking your time today to listen to our episode about meditation. Again, we are so excited for Messy and Mindful on Monday nights. That is something that you would be interested in diving into to have that space to practice all of these skills together, to learn them, and to really just get present, to show up in your life and to not do it alone. Then we are so excited to offer it and facilitate it. Um, So please reach out to us on either Instagram, on our email, all the information that you need will be in the description box below. And we are so excited to share this space with you. And you were so, so many of you basically asked for this support, right? You were asking to be part of this conversation in a more tangible way. And that's what, that's why we're creating this. We want to hear from you. We want to know what works on your end? What do you need? How can we best support you? It's, it's everything that we are about is about that. It's for you. So if you want this, but you want to dive way deeper. This is for you. Mondays, <laughs> evening. It is where Messy it's at, and mindful. It is where it's We're getting at. in the mud, y'all. Yeah. We're doing it together. Starting on November 28th. Let's go.
You don't want to miss it. You just do not want to miss it. And there's just so much more coming. Mm. Yes. And whenever you do listen to this episode, even if it's after November 28th, check us out. We're probably still doing it. (laughs) Right? Realistically, this is something we're doing consistently. And we're doing it for the sake of having that space consistently available for people and to be able to build and grow that intimacy and those skills right to be able to show up consistently as as a group together um, and really create this container so we're so excited if you are interested again all the information will be in this description box below and we're so excited to connect with you here soon till next time guys bye